Vogelsang Pest Management has programs for everyone's budget. Call us at 314-601-1789. Vogelsang Pest Management, serving your family like you're our family. Okay, so now it's going. Westplex 1071, you are listening to BS in the Morning. I am Shelly. He is Brad. And he really is here because if he wasn't here, you wouldn't hear me right now. (laughs) Hi, Brad. How are you doing today? Okay, it's going to be one of those days. So you probably wonder what we're doing here. BS in the Morning, we are here to put you in the proper mood and... We hope to do that. We will be on till nine. We are taking, stop it, Brad. We are taking, I better get five doinks for this. We are taking um, our job seriously by putting you in the proper mood and kind of keeping you informed about what exactly is going on in this new world that we're living in. You're a lion dog face pony soldier. (laughs) I'm not a lion dog face pony soldier. I'm really not. Shelly, do you know what we have? We have, um, I don't know if you know this or not. We're going we're gonna to talk to him a couple times today. We have a new, a new part of the show. We do? Yes. We have, you know, Dave, Dave Murray, meteorologist? Yes. A lot of people don't realize that he has a brother who's also a meteorologist. His name's Dion Murray. Uh-huh. Did you know this? I did not. And, and Dion has come up with, I, I, you know, I, I talked to him last night, and I've got a long interview that I want to play later. But, I mean, some really shocking stuff. Like, here, for example, here's one of the quotes I pulled from the Dion Murray interview last night. This is Dave Murray's older brother, who is a, you know, Dave has a master's degree in meteorology. Dion Murray has a Ph.D. in meteorology. He's like, you know, like super smart. You know, Dave's mm-hmm. smart, smart, and this guy's super, super, super smart. Here's, okay. Okay, you ready for this? Okay. Li- I don't know if I am or not, Brad, because it's something <laughs> you put together, and I don't know. Listen carefully. Okay, here we go. Okay, I'm listening carefully. We didn't have tornadoes here until we started putting into traffic circles. When people go round and round in circles, it causes disturbance in the atmosphere and causes tornadoes. Can you believe that? Is that so? So the problem we're having in the St. Louis area: the more those traffic circles or roundabouts, whatever they call them, the more tornadoes. Uh huh. Well, first of all, let me let me comment on that because I really think that those traffic circles are. I didn't think I was going to like them at the beginning, but um, I, I actually like them now. Yeah, what but, about you? But but they're causing tornadoes. They're not causing tornadoes. This is, hey, Dion is an idiot. Listen again. Listen again. Listen carefully. We didn't have tornadoes here until we started putting into traffic circles. When people go round and round in circles, it causes disturbance in the atmosphere and causes tornadoes. That's Dion Murray. He's got the true scoop on on what's going on with with the tornadoes. Think about that for a minute. I mean, I mean, you know, I, I, I have to tell you, once upon a time, I was like like these environmentalists who are talking about like, you know, we got to be green. I don't, I don't know if I believe all that. Uh, you know, I, I think they're right. And I think Dion Murray's right on it. I mean, I think that you can probably figure out that, like, I mean, we've had a definitely increase in the tornadoes in, in the St. Louis area since the traffic circles have been around. I think That's he's right. That's not true. I, I, it's, it's true. I, I think he's right. No, it's tornado season, Brad. No, 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 no. Do I? Do we I, have a tornado season. Do, do you know that do, when I was in the FAA and I had to go down to Oklahoma City to the Aeronautical Center, we actually had to watch a video 
on what to do if there was a tornado because Oklahoma gets hit pretty hard and they do have a season for it and it's right now. And you know what? You know what? Whenever you whenever you say the word Oklahoma, you know, there's an FCC rule and regulation that that uh, whenever you say Oklahoma on the radio, you know what you have to do? Sing Oklahoma. Oh, what a beautiful morning. <laughs> it is a beautiful oh, morning. Oh, what a beautiful day. I got a beautiful feeling. Everything's going my way. Ah, yes. The theme song of BS in the morning <laughs> from the musical Oklahoma. It should be our theme song. Can we use that? Oh, man. You know what? I have to tell you. We you didn't know, have a theme song. I grew up, I've told you this before, I grew up, my yeah. dad was huge into musicals, you know? I mean, and he was, he was, you know, he was into that. And I'm telling you, we had, we bought, I remember this, my dad bought a stair, it was, you know, like back in the day, you know, like back in the day, they bought this great big monstrous console, you know, that had the TV in it and had, and then you had like, yes, a, a, yes. like a, like and they a, had a record player inside oh, that yeah. you lifted and up. Stereo speakers and oh my God. And my dad yes. would put an Oklahoma album on and play that soundtrack and Man of La Mancha and Music Man. And what was the other one? My Fair Lady. Oh man. You know, I can, I can practically. Sound of music. Yeah. That's why I said sound of music. I, you know, 76 trombones led the big parade. You know, I can, I can pretty much do all those songs. Meet me in St. Louis. No, nah, he wasn't in the meet me in St. Louis. I don't know why he never, I don't, I don't think he hid that one, but, but he loved like Fiddler the, on the roof. I, well, I think he was a big Rogers and Hammerstein fan. I think most of oh, the musicals okay. that he liked were like, you know, I think I'm pretty sure Oklahoma was Rogers and Hammerstein. I have to look that up and people, you know, people are going like, you know, which, which is funny. You know, like people who've never been exposed to this going like, what in the hell is he talking about? Right? <laughs> you know, because, yeah, you have because, to grow up appreciating show tunes. Well, well, but you know, the interesting thing is, is it's all like everybody's like, oh, my God, I'm in the I'm in the Hamilton. And, you know, it's sort of interesting. What does that mean? Hamilton, the musical, you know, don't you know about Hamilton? Is that the one where um, it's Harry all, Potter is naked? No, 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 no. Hamilton is... You don't know about this? Yes, it is, isn't it? No, you don't know about Hamilton. You really don't. No, I really don't. Man, you're not looking at the right pages on your on your Facebook page there because Hamilton is this, is this musical... What's the guy's name? Alonso Ferfrato Taparato or something like that. And... and uh, <laughs> If the smartest woman in the world's up, she's going to compliment me on, on, on butchering the lady from the air, the lady who runs the airport. I called her Nina Hamburger or something like that. <laughs> anyway, uh, what's the guy's name? It's this musical where it's it. What what to me is I find is you know I'm going to get myself in trouble for what I'm going to say, but probably. But well, go ahead. It's the truth. Okay, it's history. It's the, the, the story of Alexander Hamilton and some of our founding fathers done to essentially rap music, okay? That's what huh. Hamilton is. No, I haven't heard of this. But the crazy part of it is, you know how there's this backlash in the, in the entertainment industry, specifically uh, the movies and the plays, is that if, like, if someone is an Indian 
uh, in the movie, you know, in other words, in the script, if they're an Indian, you have to hire an Indian. And if someone is is, uh, you know, uh, of 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 whatever descent, you know, uh, and if someone is handicapped in a script, you can't just handle, you know, hire an actor who can do a handicapped person. You have to hire a handicapped person. Okay, so everybody are mostly mostly everybody in the play of Hamilton is like of color. But yet, this is about the founding fathers of the United States, and I don't think any of them were of color, so to speak, if you know what I'm saying. So it's like, no, hold yeah, on a minute. Yeah, but white men can't <laughs> rap. Yeah, but the funny part of that is, is like, okay, so if you're complaining about the fact that you have, and, and you know, like, for example, if you go back in some of the old movies, like the Indians, the Indians were pl- played by, like, Italian people and stuff like that. Yes, they were, yeah. and they were heavily... Makeup, right. a lot and, of makeup and stuff like that, and they're complaining. Yeah. Hey, except for a couple of them, a yeah. couple of them yeah. were really right, truly Indians, right. American Indians. So a lot of the actors have complained about that. But boy, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, the mask thing, you know. Supposedly, we talked about this yesterday afternoon. Supposedly, t- so are the feds going to send out a mask at least two to every household? Well, no, no, no. Here's here's what we'll talk about, and and these will be our talking points. We'll play some music here and, and get back to this throughout the morning. Uh, supposedly, the Trump administration is going to announce today that everybody should have a mask on if you go outside your house. And already, the mayor of uh, New York, de Blasio, and the mayor of San Francisco has already said you need to have, first off, they're under, you know, quarantine you're not supposed to leave your house but if you do have to leave your house for like food or medicine or stuff like that or to go to the hospital you're supposed to have a mask on and then there's this story which is getting more and more traction that all you know 3m that makes all these respirators and maxes and things like that uh-huh they're all being shipped overseas because what's happening is that 3m sells their masks to distributors and distributors are like getting like 10 times you know, what they normally would get by all these foreign governments who are essentially supposedly paying in cash, cash. And when I say cash, 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 cash I mean cash, 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 where they're sending planes huh. of cash over to these distributors. And then distributors are shipping all the three of masks. And the governor of Florida is really on a rampage because of the fact that he claims that he has proof that this is going on. And 3M is not, at least all the articles I've read last night and early this morning, 3M's not denying it. 3M's essentially saying, well, we sell through our distributors. And, you know, people are going like... Plausible yes. deniability. And, and, and people are saying like, okay, so what does that mean? Well, we sell through our distributors. Well, uh-huh. and the state of Florida says they've had numerous orders they've put in and they've gotten like practically no masks. And they have, according to what I've read, there are a couple state officials in Florida who claim that they can prove that almost all the production of 3M respirator masks are going to foreign countries. They're leaving the United States. They're being made right here. A lot of them in uh, South Dakota, places like that. And they're leaving the United States. Is that bizarre or what? There's another word for it besides bizarre. Well, I once again. More like foobar. Well, I don't know if that's necessary. I mean, you know, once again, I am just re- absolutely. I'm, re- case. I'm repeating what I've read in the press now, being that. Oh well. Once again, I have a journalism degree, and I'm very discouraged by what is currently called journalism. And oh, stop it! Oh no, seriously. Sir, and, and you know what? Here we. I go. know. Here we go again. There's a bunch of journalism professors who've signed this letter to the president that 
he should be admonished for being on Fox. And I'm going like, okay, this is, they're saying that, you know, and they should, they, and they should run, the president should be, uh, should not, you know, allow Fox to have access to him and that, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, here's the journalism people and they're, and they're thinking like CNN's doing a good job. You know, I mean, you know, it's like, let me scratch my head on that one. You know, I mean, you know, once again, I have, you always talk about this, you know, oh, you have these college degrees, my journalism degree, worthless. It's worthless. That is so not true, Brad. And, and I, I will disagree with you. Worthless, worthless, every worthless, single worthless, time worthless. It's worthless. That BS comes out of your mouth. It's worthless. It's because it would. I disagree. It would be like it would be like right no. now. It mm-hmm. hey here here perfect example. It would be like I had a degree in in classic art. Like I was the expert on the classics like Monet and you know all these famous you know painters who were you know around hundreds of years ago. And all of a sudden, everybody is taking, you know, spray cans and spraying it on canvas. And that's the new art. I'd go like, okay, I think my degree sort of worthless because nobody paints like that. Everybody's just no, spraying. Th- th- your degree is not worthless. Spraying sh- and you use stuff it on. every single day. I do not. No. Journalism? Yeah. I, yes. I, by scratching my head going like, okay, this is journalism. <laughs> you know, that's how I use my degree. Okay. Um, you know what? We got to play something. Because the boss is going to be upset if I don't do something. Yeah, she's she's rough. Yep. Okay, it is six nineteen. Westplex one oh seven one playing today's best music, and every once in a while, one of the biggest hits Westplex from the nineties. Westplex one hundred seven point one. It is BS in the morning. I am Shelley. She is Brad, and we are broadcasting live. No, we're not on tape. We're not on digital. Uh, we're not on hard drive. Anything like that. What'd you say? I'm sorry, I didn't have you turned on. We are the big L. Yes. Uh, Live. Check out the latest news from the Westplex at westplex.news. We put that site up about two, three weeks ago. Uh, it is uh, a aggregation site, plus we put some original news on there as well, too. It's the latest stuff from, if you want to know what's going on officially, from St. Charles County, St. Charles City, uh, Wentzville, uh, O'Fallon TV. It's all on westplex.news. As soon as they put it out, we put it out, like, usually within, like, Five minutes max. Uh, very up-to-date kind of stuff. Um, and quite honestly, not the most uh, pleasant news. Uh, talks about there's two more, a die of uh, coronavirus in St. Charles County, bringing total to six. Um, matter of fact, uh, that is as of uh, yesterday. Uh, matter of fact, uh, the latest count, 129 positive tests in St. Charles County, six deaths as of uh, Thursday, April 2nd. So... That's unfortunately what uh, the latest news is. So things uh, look continue to get, you know, on the worst side as far as that kind of stuff is concerned. Uh, the entire state. We'll talk about that later. Uh, da, 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 da. And by the way, I saw this last night. Uh, did you see this story about this Navy commander who uh, lost his carrier? Did he park it in the wrong? No, 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 no. I mean, not. There's a poor term on my part. I put that. Poorly, he was relieved of his command of a of an aircraft carrier. Uh, it was hit by a major outbreak of coronavirus, and essentially the reason they gave him, or the reason they said they were getting rid of him, is because of the fact that he sent apparently like a memo out to too many people, and essentially was calling out the Navy that they were doing a poor job, and and uh, you know. And essentially, uh, you know, it says, uh, here, here's the line from it. It says, uh, 
we are not at war. Sailors do not need to die. If we do not act now, we are failing to properly take care of our most trusted asset, our sailors. His name was uh, Brett Crozier, C-R-O-Z-I-E-R. Uh, he wrote this in a memo to the Navy's Pacific Fleet, three U.S. defense officials, uh, and essentially they... He had a Jerry Maguire moment. See, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you're going to laugh when I tell you this. I've never seen that movie, so I don't know what that reference is. I've never seen Jerry Maguire. I'll send you the you got the DVD. YouTube version you, of that moment. You got the you got the DVD of it, and I don't have a DVD player. So, matter of fact, it's I don't, probably up on YouTube. I don't have a TV either. Isn't that terrible? You can watch it on your computer or on your smartphone. Yeah, I think I'm the only guy in the world that doesn't have a, a big screen TV. Although I do have a big screen TV, but I don't use it for for. TV, I use it as, uh, well, I won't say what I use it for. And it's nothing bad. It's actually something good. People are going, oh, I know what he's using the big screen TV for. Are you using it for the settee project? <laughs> the what? Never mind. No, 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 no. Actually, I have a big screen TV that's laying in the floor in the other room that's not even hooked up. But that's a whole other story. So anyway, um, all sorts of bizarre stuff coming. And we'll keep you up to date on that. Um trying to think there's something i wanted to talk about with you this morning but as we um the new york san francisco mask thingy yeah we already talked about that we'll talk about it further down the road uh what time is uh chris scheduled for um i've scheduled him for seven i'm waiting for him to respond back oh so you haven't gotten confirmation on him yet no well i did yesterday but okay this he, morning is a different he's probably different he's probably still, still sleeping um Chris Heifel, who is the pastor of uh, Grace River Church, obviously his world has been turned on end because of the fact that here they have this beautiful new church that they christened. Uh, do you christen church? Is that a proper term? Can I say that? He christened a church? They have grand openings. Okay, grand opening. He grand opening his church in December, and physically now it is not open for services because of the C-19 thing, and um, also a personal aspect of this. And I'm not saying anything that he hasn't gone public with. His wife, who is an emergency room nurse, has the virus. And also, I believe, his daughter as well, too. Yes. So, uh, boy, sad situation. We'll talk him at uh, 7 o'clock and find out what's going on with him. It is 628. Westplex 107.1. You hear your heart beating? Do you hear it? I do. It is BS in the Morning. I am uh, Shelly. She is Brad. Our website is bsinthemorning.show. Uh, the web address for our uh, show is bsintheam.com simple as that did you buy a new domain (laughs) (laughs) what what are you talking about what okay hold on what are you talking about our 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 webs it's always been like that since the day we went on the air bsintheam.com it's what our web address is simple as that i mean i I could how can you how can yeah (coughs) excuse me my cough which just and people are going like he's coughing. I have this goofy thing, and I've had it for like three years, where I have an allergy cough. I have an allergy cough and an allergy sneeze. And this time of the year, when everything's turning green and the pollen's flying and the birds are doing this and the bees are doing that, man, it just makes me miserable. A couple times uh, so far this week, I've sneezed while I'm on the air. And a good thing that, uh, you know, according to Dr. Fauci, he doesn't think my sneezes could exceed more than about six feet. But according to that lady from, what, MIT, she says my sneezes could go 27 feet, right? Isn't that what the converse, we talked about that earlier this week? Yes, we did. Yeah. What were you looking up? I was looking... <laughs> I was looking up BS in the AM. Yeah, and? 
and, and it forwards to BS in the morning dot show. What? What? <gasps> what? You didn't mask it. How can that be? How can that be that that does that? It's uh, FM. Yeah. Wow. We had this earlier. Um, you know, we'll we'll talk about this again next hour. The uh, Dion Murray, uh, Dave Murray's older brother, who is the uh, uh-huh. meteorologist, and uh, about the revelation that he came out with, which I'm thinking, like, man, that's fascinating. Talking about the increase in tornadoes, and you know, we'll we'll have more of that next hour, so you can find out why. More BS next hour. Stay no, tuned. it's true. It's true. What do you mean? It's BS. It's true. It's true. I mean, you're like overflowing full of it. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah. No, everything I say is correct. Uh, I wouldn't ever lead anybody down, uh, you know, the, the, the path. A hey, primrose path. Here we go once again. Um, and, and you know what's sort of sad about, about this is that, once again, I have this journalism degree, which Shelly and I argue over. I say it's worthless because we'll journalism is dead. We'll disagree. But what's sad is more and more... Here, here's, and this is, I think, the sad part of this whole situation. Now that there's news breaking every single minute, when do you need the most coverage by journalists and television and radio people? Right now, correct? Correct. The problem is that there's this terrible situation that our station included, and most other radio and TV stations, and newspapers make their money by selling advertising. And yes. what can't we sell right now, Shelly? Advertising. <laughs> right, because advertising normally on this radio station promotes businesses. It promotes, you know, places to go eat. It promotes events. Uh, like, for example, later this month, we were supposed to have the uh, small business, or the St. Louis Business Expo put on by yes. SBM, the Small Business Monthly, excellent publication, Ron Amlin, who does a great job with that, canceled. So, so much of what we do is dependent upon promoting events, People, places, things, businesses, things like that. And it's yes. dead. So what's happened is... And we are essential. Right. What's ha- and it's essential for the people that that are struggling right now to still keep top of mind awareness. But the point I was going to make was that the news organizations are laying off or firing tons of people. Yesterday, Intercom, which is one of the big companies in the radio business, which owns... KMOX and Y98 and KZK and 96.3 and 97.1. Uh, nationally, they just got rid of tons of people. Newspapers are laying off people. And, for example, right here in the St. Louis area, this Riverfront Times ceased publication. And, uh, you know, Did they? Yeah, they stopped completely. They laid everybody off. They just stopped because of the fact that I read, I mean, it was, it, to me, it was sad. I read, I read the article, I read the sort of like the open letter to uh, the public from the publisher of the Riverfront Times essentially saying, hey, look, we make our money by sort of what I just said about how we make our money. We make our money yes. by but them, them even more so. It's very restaurant club and event centric publication. You know, they're talking Correct. about, you know, hey, here's what's at the pageant, and hey, here's what's at, you know, Delmar Hall, and boy, here's a new restaurant that's opened up in the Central West End, and, and you know, hey, you're going to love to do this this weekend. It's a great event at, you know, at Lomar Sculpture Park and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, there's nothing because we're doing no, nothing. There's no, you're right. And all the galas are canceled, and I just love a good gala. Right, right, all right. All the right, galas right. are canceled. So, um, the. the the events at the parks, all the libraries are closed. Yeah, and so the when you need the journalism the most is when you're getting the least of it. And it's one of those things where 
you know, I mean, like with us, I had somebody call me yesterday and say, you guys should be doing more of this. And I said to him, okay, we'd love to do that. That takes hiring one or two more people. Would you be willing to pay those two people? <laughs> the guy went, well, no, not of course. You pay them. I go, yeah, okay. How am I going to do that? You know, right now I have, you know, we have a lot of our advertisers who stuck with us. We have a few new advertisers, for example, like uh, Metro Shooting Supplies, which is advertising or whom, I don't know if it's whom or which, uh, is advertising for employees because their business is so gangbusters, they can't serve enough people because he doesn't have enough people to wait on the people who want to come in and buy guns and ammo and learn how to shoot because that's what he does. Uh, and we think we picked up uh, another client. Uh, matter of fact, uh, we'll talk about this uh, complete auto body, complete auto body and repair, um, mainly because of the fact that he has a really cool new system of getting your car repaired where you don't have to talk to anybody face to face. You don't have to touch anything that they touch that, and, and, and they sanitize everything. So in other words, when you drop your car off, they're going to sanitize it. So none of theirs employees get anything from you. And then when they return the car back to you, they sanitize it again. So you don't get anything from them. Is that pretty much how it goes? Right. You it listen is. to the commercial. So anyway, yes. um, those kind of, but those are sort of far and few between. And a lot of the stuff, you know, even like the stuff that we do uh, that we're involved with the Western St. Charles Chamber of Commerce, the O'Fallon Chamber of Commerce, um, you know, I'm involved in a, a leads group, the prospectors in Washington, all gone, all closed. And things that we're doing to try to help the community move forward, promote this, promote that, all, all just dead in its tracks. We're just doing nothing. And I'll be honest with you, it drives me crazy. I hate it. It drives me crazy, too. I, I cannot... I have to be honest, this is a struggle. Well, this is a struggle not leaving my home. Well, what we what we normally do is we grow businesses and promote events. That's what we do. That's right. who we are. And yes. In multiple ways. We're sort of like, okay, so we can't do that because we can't promote any events. If we did, somebody'd come and shut us down, right? Well, you can't have an event. You know. But we do have that really good um, thing that we're putting together with the Westplex Business Alliance. Right, right, right. But even that has sort of been, you know, I mean, that's not, I mean, that that's something that, because, see, once again, the problem, I don't know if you've had that, but I've had that, where people are saying, like, I don't really want to promote my business because I'm not doing anything right now. Okay, fine. See, and that's not the attitude to take. Uh, don't tell me it's about it. It's to be top of mind awareness These people have worked really, really hard to get their clients, to get their um, fan base, if you will, and if you have to be out there, you have to, people have to hear your name, they have to, uh, you know, know that there's something out there that they need that will be there for them and they're just not doing it and, and, and i don't understand it well i do I, I it was summed up very succinctly we're a day late yeah we're a day late that's the whole problem we're not a day late and please stop doing that i'm at work and i let you go <laughs> it's six forty-three. Uh -huh. Westplex 107.1. You know, I think we're the only station that plays that version, and I love that version. That's uh, I do too. Taylor Swift and Shawn Mendes, and the song makes so much sense when they're singing back and forth to each other. You know what I'm saying? It does. But 
What do I know? I'm just some dumb. I do. I love that song. I'm just some dumb guy with a journalism degree on the radio. Oh, my goodness. Stop it. Here we go. Okay. A couple things. Interesting news uh, tidbits. We talked about this yesterday about the Democratic National Convention uh, possibly being canceled. They are moving it. They're moving it to uh, August. It's scheduled to be in July in Milwaukee, and they're moving it back a month, which is going to be really interesting uh, because of the fact that they specifically scheduled the convention to be in front of the Republican convention because they were trying to get the head start on, you know, once that, uh, you know, the could. Excuse me. Once the convention is over and they have their Democratic candidate that he's going to uh, he or she, I think it's pretty much a he as we look at it right now. But uh, he is going to hit the campaign trail and start beating the tar out of Trump and become the next president of the United States. But they've moved it back because of the coronavirus thing. But there's also controversy uh, in Wisconsin because essentially they have not moved the primary. A lot of these states have moved the presidential primary and Wisconsin essentially says, nope, we're not moving the primary. Matter of fact, let me see what the, the primary is still going to be. Um, is it next Tuesday? Uh, Tuesday contest uh, next week. Yeah, next week's Wisconsin primary. So they're doing it next week. Uh, they're moving the convention to uh, Bush Pack from July to the week of August seventeenth. So that's I think a full more than a full month because if I'm not mistaken, I believe the convention in July was supposed to start the twelfth. So wow, interesting stuff with that. How do you feel it's about a different world? Well, how do you feel about there? And they're they're talking about the. Uh, uh, the uh, uh, they're they're saying that that hold this whole thing with the the virus thing is pointing to the fact that we should move away from the traditional voting method of where you show up at the polls and go more to mail in voting like some states are already doing are completely getting rid of the entire system we have right now and everybody would vote electronically like on their smart device or on a home computer or there would be kiosks that would be set up uh, various places where, and see, I talked about this, geez, a month ago. Yeah, but how do they know that it's you? Well, that's... Or me. But, but see, once again, there's the problem right there with the, the, the voting in person because remember, anytime, you know, this is like a Democrat-Republican thing. They keep going back and forth. Repu- Republicans are essentially saying, hey, if you show up at the polls, you should identify yourself with Photo ID, and the Democrats are saying, "No, that's terrible because of the fact that you're disenfranchising poor people because poor people don't have IDs." And once that's again, not true. Well, they but, have to have an ID. Well, you don't have to have an ID. It's, it's not a driving. It, it's it's not a driving ID, and it's not the real ID. Well. It's, no. it's a um, the, the, an ID for being a resident of Missouri. No, the argument the Democrats make is that you have to have ID to fly. You have to have ID to cash a check. You have to have an ID, you know, to, you know, do financial transactions at your bank. Their point is, hey, poor people don't fly. Poor people don't have bank accounts. So therefore, they don't have IDs. So uh, you're essentially saying that you're going to make these people have IDs and they can't get IDs. But yet you can because if you can. And I have I have a state ID. I have a non-driver's license and a driver's license. I have two different IDs. Actually, I have three different IDs, but that's a whole other story. But it didn't cost me anything. And I can renew it every year for free. I don't, you know, I have to. I have to think about that for a minute. They may charge the, the, um, the fee at the driver's license office because they're the franchises or whatever the heck they are. But uh, I, I know you don't have to pay for it per se. It's not like you pay to the state. 
for a non-driving ID? Yeah, I think you still have to pay the franchise fee, you know, like the, you know, because most of the offices are not owned by the state. They're run by franchise people. Right. Interesting article. And man, you know, I'd love to get a a person on the air here to talk about this, but I don't think she'd talk about this. You know, I'd love to get on the air to talk about uh, a a big story that's come out in the news last couple of days in the state of Missouri. What's that? Our friend and your friend and mine, the attorney, as you call her, the uh, the pit bull and stilettos, pit bull and stilettos, Shannon Norman. You know why I'd like to talk with her? Why? I think she would refuse because of I won't want to talk to her about her husband. Why would you want to want her to talk about her groom? Big controversy. The guy who runs the Missouri State Gaming Commission just resigned. Um, over that situation because of the fact that he is when they originally put the gambling uh, into the state of Missouri one of the requirements was that when the ships are open when the boats quote are open they have to have a Missouri Highway Patrolman on duty to essentially be like the official law enforcement person from the state of Missouri and this new guy that came in um, who has extensive law enforcement background uh, primarily in the military said that's ridiculous why do we have to have state troopers who we pay a lot of money to and they also give them a car so they drive it to and from the casino we're giving them um, you know all this stuff why can't we just hire like a a state inspector Someone who would work for the state, but they would not be a state trooper. They would not get all the benefits of being a state trooper, and they wouldn't carry a gun or any of that kind of stuff. They essentially would just be a state employee, and it would cost us a lot of money. And he got tremendous pushback from the state highway patrol, and he resigned. So that's what Shannon Norman's husband does. I think he's I think he's on the um, 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 what the casino, what the St. Charles Casino. Yes. Did you know that about him? I did. Yeah. So that's what he does. So we could say, hey, Shannon, come on the air and talk and about... a nice you, man. Talk about your husband. And you well, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> or maybe she would. I don't know. Reach out to her. You you talk to her all the time, don't you? I will. Yeah. yeah, she's my buddy. Yeah. See if she'd say something about that. You know, and I always thought that was interesting that, that you know, and I've said that to people. I go, you know, there's a, there's a state trooper, there's a state highway patrol person on duty. Matter of fact, the reason I knew that is because I used to do, way back when, I used to do uh, some work for the... Uh, the uh, president, the casino on the river, and there were actually parking spaces reserved for the Missouri Highway Patrol guys that worked on the ship. And if you ever parked in their space, man, they towed your car. And not only did they tow your car, they towed it sideways. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, people are very, very protective of their parking spots. Man, you, you ain't a kid. You know, I mean, they that was that was fighting words. You, 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 I mean, I remember this. That you know, if you parked in that spot that was for the highway patrol guy, whoa, you would, you know, you know, they would they would put a bomb under your car and blow it up and you know fly it into the river. Hey, too bad you parked in his spot. So. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> They'd be like the you know, like the soror no fraternity brothers moving someone's car and putting it in a different do space. You, do you know? Do you know? I should tell the story. Do you know when I was in back in high school and I was in marching band? Yeah, uh, one time in band camp. Yeah, well, we, I did go to band camp. That was actually far, sort of fun down in Southeast Missouri State. Anyway, we had this we because they wouldn't let us practice on the field. The, the football coach wouldn't let us practice on the field because we would. He would say we'd tear up the the their grass. So uh-huh. part of the parking lot, they had it lined out like a football field, and that's where we practiced on. We marched on the on that. So every once in a while, we'd have these situations where, in the middle of our 
parking lot, which nobody was supposed to park on. Somebody would park a car, like on the 50-yard line, you know, of the parking lot where we were supposed to practice. So one time, it was a Volkswagen Bug, and me and about six other guys, we picked it up and we moved it. <laughs> literally, that is hilarious. Literally picked it up by the bumpers, like three guys in front, three guys in back, picked it up, walked it off the field. And the funny part of it was, if you know anything about Volkswagens, at least the original ones, the Volks, the, the rear ends, they had this thing, uh, the axle was what they called like a swing axle. So when you picked it up, the wheels in the back sort of like tilted inward. And so when we put it back down, the rear of the car sitting up in the air and the wheels were all tilted in. So some poor dude or dudette came out and goes, where's my car? I parked it. What's it doing over there? Plus the wheels are sort of cocked in. Now, as soon as you would have driven it, the wheels would have gone back down again. But would they have? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's just the way it is. Yeah. That's the way that's the way those cars. I don't think they're making them like that anymore. But the original ones were like that. That's how they were because they had it was they had all independent suspension. It wasn't like your typical American car for a long time, which had, you know, uh, you know, two independent suspensions in the front. But in the back, they had like a solid axle. So it wasn't independent suspension. So that was why those cars did that. But Anyway, yes, so I can say I, you know, me and five of my other, uh, you know, buddies picked up a car and moved it. And it was fun, too, because it was, you know, you know, you know, when you're young and stupid, you do stuff like that. You know, now, you know, like I, you know, herniated disc or something like that. But, yes. you know, back in the day, it's like, man, you know, you did stuff like that. You never paid the price for it. Now. No, you never did. You, you know, probably did because you. Do things that I pay, one person shouldn't do. It I pay, should be more I, than one. I pay but. the price for uh, for uh, driving. That's what I pay the price for. Six fifty nine, Westplex one hundred seven point one levels. Good morning to you. Seven oh seven. It is BS in the morning. We are here to try to inform you, entertain you, and do uh, all that kind of stuff. And uh, quote unquote, I get so tired of this term. These trying times. So he is ready. He is ready. Okay, I tell you what, you talk for a minute here, and then I'm going to dial the number, okay? Okay. So, everybody, what we have is we have Chris Highfill. He's the lead pastor of Grace River Church, and his philosophy is no perfect people allowed, and he really does mean that. Okay, let's see what happens here. I think I have him. Hold on. Hello. Hey, Chris Highfill. You know who this is? Uh, this is Brad. No, this Total is brand. this is President Trump, and I just want to tell you that I'm taking over your church, uh, and I'm going to use it for a rest home for retired radio DJs. Is that okay? Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Chris Heifel. They're empty anyway, so why not? <laughs> well, okay, so, man, I got so many questions for you. Uh, first off, I appreciate you being on the air with this, and I will preface yeah. this by saying that I find you a fascinating guy. Is that is that a weird thing for me to start out by saying? No, it's okay. Uh, Chris, who I met through the O'Fallon Chamber of Commerce, what, six years ago now? Yeah, it's right at six years. Six years. Uh, Chris moved his family to the St. Louis area. Did not have a job, as I remember, correct? Isn't that the situation? Yeah, we uh, we moved here, and we, we actually raised financial support um, through family and friends, and um, and so my full-time job was I was a church planter, yeah, which is just basically um, a church startup specialist is kind of the terminology. And you moved here to the St. Louis area, started a church, started in your uh, living room, 
Then it outgrew your living room. Then it went to what? John Weldon School wasn't that where you were at? You were like in the in like the the cafeteria or something like that there. Yes, that's exactly where we were at. Yeah. And so then my, my living room, John Weldon Elementary. Then um, and then the YMCA. And then your new place up there, uh, right on uh, the uh, South Service Road. Uh, is that's 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 Veterans Memorial Parkway there still, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's it actually is Veterans Memorial Parkway and Trade Center Drive. Uh, in between TRUs and 79, right off of 70. And you opened up before Christmas, between uh, right after Thanksgiving. I had your grand opening there. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, the funny part of it was, at least it was funny for me, uh, when I interviewed you about uh, back in December about you having your new church, and you said on the air, and I think I still have the recording, that if I showed up at one of your church services in your new church, that you would wet your pants. Wasn't that what you said? That's exactly what I said, and you showed up with a uh, a package of Depends for me, which that's, was awesome. That's right. And we still have them there. I have them there just in case I ever have a problem. <laughs> so things are looking great. Church is wonderful. I went twice. I loved it. It was very good. I was very inspired by what you and your members are doing. Things are moving along, and all of a sudden it ha- this happens. So what are you doing now? Yeah, so we, we do church online. Uh, that's our deal, and so um, we didn't cancel anything, to be honest. We just moved everything online. So we we have been saying you can't cancel the church because you are the church. The church is not a building that you drive to. It's a movement that you choose to be a part of. And so um, not a lot changes for us. I mean, yes, we don't meet in person uh, because we're going to honor what our government's telling us to do. There are some churches out there that don't do that, which I find fascinating and um, a bit insane, but uh, for us, we're just going to follow what our government's asked us to do. We want to be on the right side of history with this, and so um, and we do, we want all we want people to know. We don't want anything from them. We want something for them, and so um, we want people to be healthy and be safe. And so we're we're honoring social distancing. We're honoring not gathering in groups of larger than ten. In fact, even our staff meetings now are over Zoom calls, and so we, we um, you know we're 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 being very cautious because we want to help flatten the curve, and uh, we want to get back to life as normal uh, as quick as possible. And so uh, we actually, Brad, have experienced quite a, um, quite a surge even in attendance because uh, the digital doors of the church are far wider uh, than the physical doors, and so we've got people watching and listening. I got, I got my high school teacher, my high school speech and debate teacher commented the other day about how, what a great job I've done. Um, and that was hilarious because it was in 10th grade whenever I realized um, that I may be called to be a pastor because I, I was um, decent at speech and debate, which I, I was shocked by. But anyways, uh, to short answer, we're doing well, man. I mean, uh, we're, we're trying to help people in our community. We've got a, a website set up called uh, graceriver.cc forward slash help uh, for people that need help right now. And so we, we would love to buy your groceries for you if you're out of work or if you need anything, um, and then if you have the means to help people and you want to help, you can also go to that website, graceriver.cc forward slash help. And we're just trying to be a bridge as a church, people that have the means to help and people that have the needs, and we're just kind of connecting the two. I find it very fascinating what you're doing, and Shelley and I have talked a lot about this over the last couple of weeks since we've been in the show, how 
this is going to change a lot of things, a lot of things that we have done, um, you know, for years and years and years. This is how you go to the store. This is how you buy this. This is how you go to church. And do you think that this is going to maybe, um, you know, dramatically change how people worship? Yeah, I think it will change the church. Um, no, I, I even I made a mistake earlier when I was talking because I said the term when things get back to normal uh, because I, I don't think things will get back to a you know the same normal we left. Um, there's an old Chinese proverb that said you know um, we're not going to step back into the same stream that we left, um, which I think is just really a, an appropriate statement um, because. Um, Things have changed, and things won't be the same. And to be honest, I don't know what that looks like. You know, in my circle, we're talking about that right now. What does it look like? We don't know. Um, we certainly know that we're not going to go from um, not meeting to meeting in groups of of a thousand. That's not going to happen. You know. Um, so, you know, what does it look like to get back to groups of fifty or groups of one hundred? Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what that's going to look like. You know, we're going to obviously have to. You know. Our chairs may not be as close together as they normally were. I mean, who knows? I, I, I really, I am certain that I am uncertain about what the future holds. I can tell you that. But I, I want to be really clear. Um, the mission won't stop, that's for sure. Well, so, and, 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 uh, and we're, we're going to find a way to meet people's needs, and we're going to find a way to help people, and uh, we're going to find a way to be the church. Well, you, you and I are in the same boat. I mean, different different products, uh, so to speak. But, I mean, the same for us. I mean, this is drastically changing uh, the way people uh, advertise, promote, uh, you know. And to a certain extent, what's interesting for us is is that radio is having a huge uh, increase in listenership because people are listening to, you know, A, try to, uh, you know, what we try to do. Shelly and I say goofy stuff and try to keep people's minds off uh, not necessarily the best situation we're in right now. Uh, B, try to inform them and C, see, uh, you know, uh, maybe take them in a direction they've never taken before with what we're doing. So you're in, you and I are in the same boat with that. Okay. I find this fascinating. We talked about this in the air yesterday because I made the comment that like, okay, so the church makes its money by, you know, you go to the services and you pass the plate and people put the donations in. And I was uh, told to go to your website where I'm looking at it right now, three ways to give. Uh, you have text. Uh, people are, uh, they can uh, text uh, Grace River to, uh, and it's one word stuck together, 77977, uh, online giving. Uh, there's a button at the bottom of the page in a church. Now, the only problem is it says at the end of our weekly worship service, you can give with your offering. So you've got two out of three going for you right now then, right? Yeah, well, and we can all, you can also mail in um, your giving as well. And so to our PO box, we actually need to update that on our website, but... Um... You can mail in your giving to P.O. Box 1031, O'Fallon, Missouri, 63366. And so, um, you know, that, that we've communicated that mostly just to the people in our church through emails and things like that. But, you know, um, when it comes to our mission um, and what we're, what we're trying to accomplish at Grace River Church, we're not... Um, yes, the church has bills that it has to pay. Yes, we have you know, things, all those kind of things. Um, but um, for us, what we're asking people to give to right now is to give to our benevolence fund so we can help people that have lost their jobs. So that comes right back to we don't want anything from you. We want something for you. And there's something that happens whenever we lose, whenever we loosen the grip of greed in our life and we're generous people. 
And God's going to take care of the church. We're not worried about that. Um, and so we don't like to stick our hand out to say, hey, we need we need help. We like to stick our hand up to say, hey, we're, we're going to be the first to volunteer to help people in our community. Because uh, we, we haven't even seen, I think the struggle right now is we haven't even seen the real panic yet. Um, that, that's about a week or two. That's about a week away. Yeah, so, I, I, I tend um, to agree with you. I think you're exactly right. I think uh, that uh, what's going to happen is as people are cooped up in their houses, uh, it's going to get uh, funkier and funkier. Okay, now, I got I to gotta say one thing to you, and you're going to be mad when I bring this up on the air. Okay, don't be mad at me, okay? You're fine. I'm worried, man. <laughs> okay. Um, this was not me. This was pointed out by one of our listeners, the smartest woman in the world. On your website, generosity is spelled wrong. No way. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you, I'm looking at it right now, on the page it's got growing and giving, well, three ways to give. It's got a like a, a it's got a picture of like a wooden plate, and generosity. Look at it if you get a chance. It's not spelled right. So anyway, I just throw that along to you. That's not me. That wow. was that was pointed out by one of my listeners. So <laughs> so get I'll your. I'll make sure that uh, I'll make sure you get that. Thing. <laughs> How about that now, next thing, it's okay to talk about your wife, correct? Yeah. Your wife is a, what, a nurse in the ER, and do we say which hospital, or do we not say which hospital? Um, I don't know if we say which hospital yet, because they haven't actually made that public. But okay. yes, she is, a, she is a, a nurse in the ER, yes. And she has, in the ER. she has been tested positive for COVID-19. She has, and uh, so she was helping a patient last week get out of the car, get out of her car, and um, the patient... Um, tested positive for COVID. Sarah had helped her get out, get out of her car, and um, she was coughing on her neck and face. And Sarah had a mask on, but it wasn't uh, one of the N95 masks. It was uh, one of the thinner ones. And um, she woke up Sunday morning. A few days later, uh, that she was getting ready to work another shift. And as she woke up, um, she had chills and a fever and so she called in and uh they told her we, we want you to get tested so she got tested on monday and we got the results back um wednesday evening uh or tuesday evening that she no when, sorry wednesday evening that she had tested positive so now we are all quarantined in the house my 14 year old daughter also has it and last night um our our 10 year old daughter had a fever so um we are assuming that she has it now and and you're okay still? Yes, I, I woke up uh, this morning thinking, um, you know, I, I always feel like I'm just in a foxhole, um, like I'm at war, and I'm just like checking my body to make sure I didn't get like shot in the middle of the night, right? So that's kind of the, the practice that I'm in right now whenever I wake up. So I guess here's my, here's my nosy weird question. How does it feel for you being the man who's got a connection to the man upstairs that this has happened to you? Um, that's a great, you know, I have tons of questions for God, right? Um, but, but, my, but here's the thing about the way I view my relationship with God is I don't like to ask God why, I like to ask God how. And so um, I think that we, we oftentimes get stuck in this thing where we look up to the sky and we go, okay, God, if you're God, then you're doing a really bad job at this, right? Um, at this whole being God thing. But for me, I don't look at God and ask that question. Instead, I look at God and I say, God, how are you going to use this in my life to help other people? And so that's the, that's the answer. 
fascinating. And I hope you don't mind I asked that question because, you know, they're... No, no, no. I'm glad you did. In fact, I I did a Facebook Live yesterday answering that question right there. So I'm not offended by that at all, at all, at all. So, um, so no, I I totally respect you asking that, and um, I'm glad that you did. So. So here's my other question, and this is a logistical question. Since you're quarantined, how do you get food and stuff like that? What's the deal with that? Are people bringing you stuff? Yeah, so I, you know, my small group takes care of me, and so we've got uh, our church is a church made up of uh, we have the corporate gathering. We also have small groups that we do, and part of what our small groups do is we help they help meet people's needs, and um, it's kind of awkward right now because they're helping meet my needs, um, and you know, one of, one of our, you know, we had a pretty strong feeling this was going to happen to us because of Sarah's job, and so we we stocked up and we we had you know, at least a week's worth of supplies at once. And um, so we actually have food that we got to eat up around here. So we're, we're doing just fine. And we got people that are going to be dropping us off some other stuff later this week. And, um, yeah, it, it's it's a, a weird thing being quarantined. I'm doing my sermons from home, but I've got a little tripod, and, and um, i got a new microphone filling up today and so uh, in the mail. So, you know, we're, we're just, uh, man, we're making lemonade. So we were handed some lemons. And we're doing our very best making some lemonade here. Okay, so now this is a nosy question, another one, weird one, but like when people drop stuff off already, what do you do? Like stick it at the at the end of the driveway, and then when they leave, they tell you, and you go out and get it? <laughs> yeah, they'll usually either put it in my mailbox or put it, you know, put it on my porch. I mean, they, you know, we're not, I, yeah, I mean, people are being smart about how they do it, but uh, just like if DoorDash dropped off something, you know, so it's just the, the same thing. And yeah, it's, it, uh, it, it's been a neat thing. We, we, you know, we've always made meals for people and, and things like that, people that are sick. We've always done those things uh, as friends. And I, I don't know if we've ever been on the other end of it. And so my wife was like, this is what it feels like for people to drop off things. What an what a unbelievable feeling that is. So I want to encourage listeners to think about what it means to be a good neighbor right now. In the next week or two, your neighbor may get sick. Uh, your coworker may get sick. Your friend may get sick. Um, don't delay in reaching out to those people. Um, it's it's really important that you, that you come and and uh, and that we as a community come together to help each other. Chris Heifel, uh, the lead pastor at Grace River Church. You know, I think you're a fascinating guy, and you know what? I could not do what you do. I'm telling you, drive me crazy, man. Well, I couldn't do what you do, and you know, I just want to really close with this statement because I know we probably have some new listeners. The church is not closed. It's not canceled. The church is not a building that you drive to. It's a movement that you choose to be a part of. And at Grace River Church, anybody's welcome to be a part of the movement. So no matter where you're at on the spiritual journey, you can join us online every weekend at graceriver.cc. That's graceriver.cc. We've got got live services happening at 8 p.m. on Saturday nights. Sunday mornings at 9 p.m. and Sunday mornings at 10.30. But and there's, you can always watch On Demand on our website at graceriver.cc. But there's one important question, though. You, you don't have the band at your house, right? No, the band, uh, <laughs> the band yeah, they, they, they don't come to my house, especially right now. So uh, <laughs> we're, we're solo at the house. We pre-recorded the band song. No kidding. And then you just put that within uh, on, on the online uh, part of the, yeah. uh, the, the service. Man, you got it down, don't you? I'm telling you. Well, we're, we're four weeks into this. We've got it down now. So now we're, we're learning. And I never thought I'd be a TV preacher. So uh, <laughs> that's been, a, been an adjustment. But, uh, you know, um, 
and we're kind of a different brand. Um, that's my moment to say that too than than those guys. Um, so, anyways, that's uh, that's that's kind of what we're about. Do you mean you're not in the same category as Creflo Dollar? Yeah, like I said, we're we're a little <laughs> bit of a different brand. So I just like to I like to. Chris Heifel. Like, uh, it's kind of like comparing a, a bank to a payday loan place. I'll yeah. let you make the. Yeah. I'll let you make the. Yeah, there's connection. a there's a little bit difference in the interest rate, you know. But of course, right. the payday loan people they let practically anybody borrow money too. That's probably one of the big differences as well, too, yeah. right? Uh, contact information: if someone wanted to uh, contact you, email, tweet, Facebook, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, you can connect with me on Facebook. My, my name's Chris Heifel, and then there's also, uh, you, you can email us at, at chris at graceriver.cc. All of our contact information on the website as well. That's graceriver.cc um, for more information about our church. And um, we're, we're excited about the next step. So we're, uh, we're growing together as a community and coming Tell together as a community. Well, which, what did you say, Shelly? Tell him not to forget the Saturday service. Oh, yeah. Well, he talked about that. Shelly just said, oh, he, did he? we've okay. got a little bit of an issue here where you can't necessarily hear her when she's talking. But uh, she said to remind people that you now have the new Saturday night service. Yes. Yes. Yep. Saturday night. Saturday nights at 8 o'clock. Sunday mornings at 9 and Sunday mornings at 1030. Those are our, our new hours. We put that 8 o'clock service in there because we felt like once people put their kids down to bed, uh, especially people with younger kids, that... Uh, Saturday, there's just not a lot going on. We don't have any sports to watch. Um, we, um, you know, maybe you're tired of watching the same movie or same TV show over and over again. Maybe you've already ran through Tiger King, right? And so I finished that up last night. Weird, <laughs> weird deal. Um, and so, um, and I fixed the word generosity on our website. Thank you so much. Sorry to come. And, um, and I'm going to fix action step three here as well here after we get off the phone. Hey, hey, I I didn't mean to throw that in your face, but like I said, you know, it's 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 is that happens to me all the time that I do our websites and someone will say, "Hey, I like your website, but on the third page you've got this messed up and this doesn't make sense and there's a typo here." And I'll go, oh, "Thank you." And I go and I change it, you know. You know. Yeah, we actually paid somebody to do the to do the uh, like to do the website and to uh proofread it. So, anyways, that's a big mess, but that's okay. We're all human. <laughs> We're all human, and uh, I can't spell or even say the word human. No, I can I can spell human. I can't spell it. I can't say it very well because I don't do my H-U words very well. Yeah. Um, so things like humanity, I have to really work through that. Anyways, um, those are some of my hang-ups. But, you know, we're not the perfect church, which is a good, ch- good moment for me to make that statement. And so if you're looking for the perfect place, you may want to continue your search um, because I'm not the perfect pastor. We don't have the perfect church. And heck, man, even our website stuff spelled wrong. So <laughs> Chris, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Hey, man, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for supporting our local community and what you guys are doing to help small businesses in our community and to help our church and get getting the good news out there. And so, thank you guys at KSLQ. I really appreciate you guys' support and your help. And uh, you guys are doing an amazing job. Keep it up and. Uh, thanks for thanks for being a voice for the community. Not, not not nearly as much as what you do. Talk to you later, Chris. Thanks. Uh, bye bye. Wow, interesting, huh? Isn't he fascinating? Isn't yeah. he just an amazing uh, well, soul? He's not. You know, I think what I find fascinating about him is is he's not the typical. It's sort of like what we talk about, like with Mike Elam. 
Mike's uh-huh. not the typical yes. politician. You know what right. I mean? You ask Mike a question and you actually get an answer. You know, I mean, it may not be the answer you want, but it's the answer. And the same with that Chris. That is true. I have talked to him about several things that we did not see eye to eye on, but I respected his position. Yes. And the thing with Chris is he's not your typical um, no, he's really not. Yeah, yeah. And the person that you see, you hear on the air is the same person that is doing the sermons, is the same person that you see on the street. And I mean, he's just, he is real. He's a real, he's the real deal. Yeah. And uh, I treaded lightly on the situation with his wife because, man, that's got to be a, you know, a weird situation to be in, you know? I mean, and, it really and does. once again, that goes to show you. Those people who are on the front line of this, you know, the healthcare workers, the EMTs, the paramedics, the, you know, the first responders who uh, show up to help people and don't ask questions, just, you know, jump in. And like what he said, I thought it was interesting. He, he gave the whole story about how she got it, helping a woman out of her car. Weird, weird, weird. You know, I mean, you know, you never know with this kind of stuff. But uh, anyway, good guy. Uh, if you can help him out uh, and... <laughs> <laughs> he even took my criticism of his misspelling on the website well. So <laughs> Yes, that's well our business growing nervous. <laughs> yes. So there you go. Okay, it's seven thirty. one oh seven one. Now let me get this straight, Shelly. Uh when you say oh look, it's like seven thirty eight, that's that means you have to go to the bathroom. You know, Brad <laughs> Just wait. I am I am clicking away the things that I'm going to throat punch you for when I see you. If you could hear the conversations we have off air, Shelly says to me, "Okay, now, I have yeah, to, Brad, I, I off to, the air. Hello, <laughs> I have to tell you something that you know. Sometimes you know how it is when you got to go to the bathroom and you just can't hold it. So here's my little clue to you: when I say, "Oh, Brad, look, it's seven thirty-eight," that means Play some commercials or play some music because I gotta go pee pee. I just don't <laughs> even know if I could talk to you right now. <laughs> well, uh, well, let's 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 say ahead of the 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 the, the weather coming up, the uh, the weather coming up, and it's from our own meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki. Uh, we talked about this last hour, and I don't want to drive this into the ground, but, uh, you know, a lot but of... But I'm st- going to talk about it some more <laughs> so I can drive it into the ground. A lot of stations have, like, high-profile high, high, high meteorologists. Uh, we have, we have you know, there's Dave Murray, uh, who's not even in St. Louis anymore, but yet still people say, wow, he's got his finger on the pulse of St. Louis. Yeah, he lives in Palm Springs, California, but that's a whole other story. Uh, anyway, his older brother, Dwayne, uh, is a, a very, very, very talented meteorologist. and uh, That's not what you said his name was before. <laughs> his older brother, Dwayne, Dwayne Murray. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, we've hired him because he's better than Dave. And recently, it's come out that he has a new, well, not a new theory. He's proven this. And uh, we're getting into tornado season. So let me go ahead. This is Dwayne Murray uh, telling us what's going on with the tornadoes. We didn't have tornadoes here until we started putting into traffic circles. When people go round and round in circles, it causes disturbance in the atmosphere and causes tornadoes. So there you have it. There's Dwayne Murray, Dave's older brother telling you why we have this increase in tornadoes. Now, what I suggest is... He should be called Daryl. 
No. You know, like my other brother, Daryl. <laughs> what I suggest is that to counteract this problem, uh, and think about this, this could actually, you know, they, sh- they could, you know, this could actually not, this could actually get rid of tornadoes, is that they put directional signs on the, the roundabouts, the, the whatever you call it, traffic circles, whatever. And when there is the weather starting to get bad, instead of going to the right, you go to the left. So therefore, what All that would do, do is, is confuse people that would unspin the tornadoes. So because of the fact that if normally you go to the You're left, so full of it. So so when the weather gets bad, the weather service would hit a button and all of a sudden these traffic signals. Is that like the easy button? <laughs> the traffic signals all over the St. Louis area at the traffic circles, at the roundabouts would. You know, you know there is no traffic. There's no traffic lights at traffic circles, right? What? There's no traffic. Well, they need to put them there. They need to put those arrows. And normally... Where they do need to put a traffic signal is in front of the uh, walkway at the new Veterans Memorial Tribute Park off Kisker. That's where they need to put a light. Why? Why? Yeah. Because people walk back and forth across Kisker and... The people that are driving on Kisker don't even pay attention to them. So there's no, there's not a crosswalk there. There's a crosswalk, but there's nothing to stop people from driving inappropriately. Well, but they were going to put a traffic circle in there, but they thought that that might create tornadoes in that area. Remember what what Dwayne Murray says: those traffic circles <laughs> cause the tornadoes. <laughs> Um, Daryl. I'm going to call him Daryl. No, no, it's Dion. <laughs> so you do remember his name. It's like, oh my gosh. Well, I mean, hey, he's he's an authority. Like Dave's got a master's degree. You know, uh, Dwayne's got a PhD, and you know, he's he's a God. I I I can remember this. This is so funny, or at least was to me. When Dave Murray first came to St. Louis, he was like the first meteorologist, one of the first, very first TV meteorologists. Because back in the day, it was always like, for example, Corky the Clown was the weather guy in St. Louis for a long time, Cliff St. James. And then remember on Channel 4, it was Ali Rahman. And I do. So, I do. So when 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 they when they when Dave was Dave Murray was the meteorologist, they decided, well, we can't be one up by those Channel 5 people. So they they dubbed they dubbed Ali Rahman a climatologist. But they didn't realize that was a real thing, that there is such a thing as a meteorologist, well, obviously meteorologist, but there is such a thing as a scientist who's a climatologist, who is a little bit... I could bit, have told him that. Well, but they called him a climatologist for a while. And obviously that takes like a PhD or something like that. And Ollie was a guy who played the trumpet. So uh, they didn't, uh, um, you know, <laughs> and you la- you're laughing about that because you know the story. He's a trumpet player. You know, he was a singer and a, and a, he was a performer. He was a singer and a trumpet player. Didn't you know that about Ollie? I did not. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> My favorite, I can't, I can't say this because I'll get in trouble. It was an Alan Barclage line. Eh, maybe when I'll talk has about that it. ever bothered you? <laughs> I mean, seriously, when has that ever bothered you that you're going to get in trouble? Oh, look, it's 744. Westplex 107. Westplex 107.1, Party in the USA. Can we play that song anymore? Is that on the Do Not Playlist because of the current situation? We can't have parties? Well, I guess we could have virtual parties, right? You could We set can up have virtual parties. A lot of people are doing those, actually. Zoom parties. Have you heard the news? The newest thing about, about this deal with Zoom? Have you heard this? What's that? Zoom bombing. You know what this is? 
what? Zoom bombing. B-O-M-B-I-N-G. No, I don't know what that is. Okay. It's, you know, once again, I wish I was smart enough to be a hacker and just sit back all day long and, you know, mess with people's websites and stuff like that. You know, there's people's websites I love to mess with, but I don't, I'm not that smart. You know, so Zoom bombing is, these guys have figured out how to barge into Zoom meetings. That doesn't surprise me. So what's going on? It was only a matter of time. (laughs) Right. So like, let's say you're having a Zoom conference call with, you know, you know, people in your company or, you know, your family, (laughs) they'll barge in and they'll put porno up. You know, that's just wrong. (laughs) It is. It's just, it's just. I mean, it's like, it's like, okay, so here's the thing to me. I try to use my time productively to ultimately, you know, promote our radio stations to, you know, sell more advertising to, you know, get people to more people to listen to our radio station. So I'm doing things that attain a goal. Right. So what goal is attained if you are like a hacker, a Zoom bomber and you like intervene in someone's Zoom meeting and you put like. A picture of a naked lady in there. What? What? You know that what, just. What has that accomplished? Gives hackers a bad name. Well, but what has that accomplished? I guess nothing. I guess they get their jollies it off by like that. Anything. Like, oh, that's, oh, that's look what I thing. did. It's it's trying to. Our, you know, people are trying to use this for um, a good avenue. Yeah. To not feel so alone, and. Well, the, now they've got people doing that. You know, it's like for every good thing that happens. There's five bad things that people try to make happen. I hear you. Well, the the government, apparently the FBI has contacted them and or one of the government agencies essentially said, look, uh, you know, our cyber people took a look at this and yeah, you got some issues. And the CEO of Zoom essentially said, yep, we've got some problems. So they admit this is this is happening. They admit there's some some uh, security issues. And to the point where they've said uh, the CEO of Zoom essentially said that instead of his uh, his uh, you know engineers and uh, developers uh, working on new features for Zoom over the next 30 to 60 days, they will just concentrate on essentially locking down the system so people can't barge in. On, uh, but when you think about that for a minute, I'm sorry, it's the weirdo in me that's like, on one hand, it's going like, man, can you believe somebody's you know spending their time doing that? On the other hand, it's like, it's sort of funny. You know, I mean, is that terrible for me to say? It's sort of like, it's... You know, sort of like photo bombing. You know what I mean? It's to the point where you're screwing up somebody's picture, but sometimes the photo bombs become more, uh, you know, well, like for example, like every once in a while you'll see this, like, well, a big star who'll be like walking along, like in LA or New York, and like people are taking, like, a couple people taking a selfie, and then like one of the movie stars and one of the recording stars will stick his head in the picture. You know, I mean, like that is like, oh, look at that. You know, I mean, you know what I'm saying? That's, that to me is like really funny because that's something that's like how often does that happen you know i mean wouldn't you you know i mean my goal would be like i'm walking along in washington dc and you know i'm in in front of like let's say the washington monument or the lincoln memorial and i just said you know i'm gonna take a selfie for shelly who's back in the loo and i grab my camera or get my phone and i you know you know get the picture framed right and i get lincoln sitting on his chair in front of the lincoln memorial and just as i take it Trump sticks his head in back of the, the you know, mine and, you know, and like, you know, you know, waves. Wouldn't you think that would be fun? I mean, wouldn't you think that would be, you know, I mean, would you mind that he photobombed me at the Lincoln no. Memorial? <laughs> 
Would that be a photobomb or what? Can it you, would be a photobomb. Can you imagine that? Like the best of the photobombs. <laughs> and then he would tweet about it because we would send uh, George or whoever it is, his official tweeter. <laughs> right. You know. Yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah, so, so uh, be forewarned that when you're in your Zoom meetings, you know, a matter of fact, it's funny. I had one was today Friday. I had one Wednesday, and I'm thinking after, and I saw this last night. Then myself, wow. Now here's the inter- here's the interesting thing. The guys that I had this meeting with, to the point where if somebody Zoom bombed us, we would all go yes. <laughs> you know, they're they're the kind of group that would go like, can you do more of that? You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I know the group, and uh, I totally agree. Oh, look, it's 7.59. I'm sorry, I was going looking for something. How long was that? (laughs) Um, That was about five seconds. Okay. I uh, had uh, something that I was looking for in the other studio, and I couldn't find it, and I forgot that I had the stop on here. Anyway, this is... Oh, did you have to go to the bathroom? No, 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 no. I'm I'm looking for something, which I'm having a problem finding, which I thought I'd be very easy to find in one computer system, which I had to go another computer system, and unfortunately, that computer system had to be rebooted. Oh, God, I hate it. Uh, this is BS in the morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Uh, so, da, 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 oh, here, the problems have occurred. There's uh, This is the smartest woman in the world. The problems have occurred when people chose to not use, this is about the Zoom stuff, chose not to use the extra layer of password security available. This is not Zoom specific. It is a vulnerability of all software. Zoom is as secure as anything else. So says every IT expert on the planet. Well, all I know is that this was the story that people are popping in on people's Zoom conferences and saying nasty things and putting porno up there and stuff like that. Anyway, uh, 807, uh, don't forget westplex.news. There's all sorts of stuff on there. This is a site that we put up to try to help people keep it uh, up to date on what's going on in the Westplex. Uh, We put our own news up there. It's an aggregation site, which means we pull in stuff from uh, St. Charles County, uh, St. Charles City. uh, You know, there's other various news organizations. The O'Fallon TV's on there, SCCMO TV's on there, a bunch of different things. And let's take a look at the latest stuff, which is which is on Westplex.news. I haven't looked in the last hour. Uh, let's see what the top story is. It's probably one of the recaps on how many uh, uh, virus cases. Uh, no, it's well, I don't know if this got in there. Uh, da, 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 two more die of coronavirus in St. Charles County, bringing total to six. Uh, Nineteen, uh, um, uh, excuse me, 129 positive tests in St. Charles County, six deaths in St. Charles County as of Thursday, April 2nd. So not the best news, not the best news. Um, lots of stuff to talk about. Once again, the interesting thing keeps happening today. We talked about this yesterday afternoon. And by the way, Shelly and I, uh, in addition to doing an extra hour in the morning, we do two hours in the afternoon as well, too, four to six. Uh, once again, our purpose is not necessarily to be like the camo X uh, of the radio, but to essentially keep you up to date on some of the stuff, specifically stuff that's going on in the Westplex area of the St. Louis Metro. Uh, keep you up to date on news, but also say goofy stuff and try to put a smile on your face. And uh, sometimes it's tough. Sometimes it's tough. Uh, but uh, yesterday we were talking about the fact that supposedly Trump is going to announce today that if you go outside of your home, you should have a mask on. And uh, which is sort of, uh, you know, once again, and <laughs> and where are we supposed to get said mask? I've got mine. And I know the first time I go out in public, I'm going to have people who are going to make fun of me. I've got my my, you know, my very, ex- well, I shouldn't say very expensive, but it wasn't a cheapie. But, you know, I paid, you know, 40, 50 bucks for it. Uh, my 3M 
um, face mask with the dual filters on it that I use when I cut grass because I have this terrible allergy to grasses. And especially when I cut a lot of grass, which when I do the one transmitter side, I do eight acres, which takes me like three hours to do. So like I'm breathing in that like that, you know, the pollen and all that kind of stuff. So I wear this all the time. And man, it's good. It's super, super efficient to the point where, uh, you know, sometimes when I, you know, when you take it off, it's like after you've worn it for like three, four hours, it's like, whoa, I can smell stuff again because it's so good. It like filters out the smells. You know what I'm saying? Is that weird to say that? It's got like a smellometer. No, but a lot of smells are lack. You know, smells are. This is going to be weird when I say this. It's VOCs. It's it's like when you paint, the stuff you yeah. smell Viscosity. is the VOC. It's the volatile yeah. organic compounds. So what these masks do, and the particular what what it is, it's it's a mask made by 3M, who's not getting a lot of good publicity today and yesterday, but that's another story. Uh, anyway, it's a mask made by 3M, and it has replaceable filter cartridges. There's one on each side of the mask that you can use for different things. Like for example, if you were like painting cars, there's a certain filter you would put on there. And if you were, uh, you know, if you're in an area like let's say you're, uh, you know, like in a cabinet shop where you're grinding, you know, like where you're you're sanding stuff, and there's a lot of sawdust in the air you'd put a certain kind of filter in there so i put on these particular filters and they are bright pink and not that i like bright pink i do like bright pink to be honest with you yes you do but that's what our logo is if you look at westplex 107 what's hot pink but that's the particular color of these particular filters because they have different colors that do different things so when i go out in public if this is the case people are going to give me the eye and you know what's going to happen you're going to give them the phalange? No, they're going to be jealous because they got their goofy They will little, be jelly. They got their loose, goofy little bandana, and I'm wearing, like, my official, you know, like, you know, you know, highfalutin, you know, doing the job right kind of face mask. You know, they're going to go, whoa. So do you have more than one of those? <laughs> Why would you ask? <laughs> I actually have, you know, here's the crazy thing. And talk about how things have gotten, you know, price gouging. Okay, when you buy these things, you buy the mask which has you know it has the rubber or plastic whatever it is and it doesn't have the 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 filters on it and you buy those separately because depending on what you're doing you buy the particular filters so Uh i bought one of them about three years ago and i bought one of them last year because what i would do is i keep one in my truck so that in case i'm somewhere you know where you know i would be exposed to this kind of stuff i can just throw it on because i do i keep i keep it's weird i keep a hard hat a fire extinguisher stuff like that in my truck uh anyway uh i can put it on real quick so and then i keep one of them where i have a thing a bunch of safety equipment where i have like my glasses and stuff like that so actually i have two of them why do you want one of them well, I don't know. What do you think? Well, people make fun of you because it's like it's like you know, but you people don't... already make fun of me. <laughs> and, <laughs> a- anyway, <laughs> I mean, it's like an everyday thing. You get used to it after a while. Uh, the smartest woman in the world says, "Bandana, scarf, whatever, just something to cover the nose and mouth." N95 not needed. You know what? I just take a piece of uh, you know pair of my tidy whities and stick them over my head. Please don't do that. <laughs> I know you've done that in the past. Please don't do that again. I used to do that with my kids. 
<laughs> I still well, that I didn't know about. But I know you used your tidy whities when you would um, mow the grass at the crap transmitter site. I'd put, I'd put like a pair of underwear over my head, and I'd walk into my kids, and I'd say, "Hey, welcome to Burger Dump. Can I take your order?" <laughs> <laughs> they didn't like that. Okay, I wonder if they even remember that. Wonder, you know, and you know what my daughter used to always say when I did that? What? She, she'd look me in the eye and she'd say, Why are a day late? Oh, I'm a day late. And then I'd say, but, but Gabrielle. And then she'd say, I'm at work and I let you go. Okay. And then I'd say, hello? And she'd say, Hello? 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 Brad, <laughs> you are going to get yourself in so much trouble continuing to do that. Shelly, you know what? You're nothing but. You're a line dog face pony soldier. That's all no, I can say about you. And we've still not come to the conclusion of that. The smartest woman in the world said that's off the movie Hondo. You say it's off a different movie, but he never really says. What, what did you say the, the Indian says to him? What was that line oh, you said? I don't know. I've I've lost it. Oh, we need to get that. You know, God, we wouldn't have, wouldn't it be great to be able to find that in the movie and play that? You know. Yeah, I would. You know what? You know, if you were able to do that, you know how highly rated you would be in my book. How highly rated? <laughs> <laughs> I would give you okay five doinks for that. Hey, look, it's 814. Westplex 107.1. It is BS in the morning. She is B-I-M-S. And we have the website, which is bsintheam.com. You can check that out. Or you can actually uh, check out our station website at westplex1071.com. Did you see this about uh, Bubba the Love Sponge is going to replace us in the morning, Shelly? Did you see this? I, I saw that. <laughs> what do you think about that? I don't really know him. <laughs> I just like his name. Okay, for those of you who do not know who Bubba the Love Sponge is, he's a radio guy who, uh, shall we say, has got himself in lots of trouble through the years, and probably the biggest trouble he got himself into was, and this is weird, bizarre, strange stuff, uh, he's personal friends with Hulk Hogan. And let's just say that Hulk Hogan... Um, had a personal relationship with Bubba's wife. And there just happened to be a video camera that was there and recorded the personal relationship, shall we say. And it turned into this huge, crazy, weird court case, which went on for years and years and years. And ultimately, Bubba the Love Sponge uh, lost. And he also lost a bunch of other cases. And he essentially, I think, declared bankruptcy, lost the station he was on, and now he's resurfaced at another station in Florida. And essentially the story was, this is our trade publication yesterday, about the fact that Bubba the Love Sponge is offering his show for free. Normally in the radio business, when you were a station like our station, and let's say we wanted to have like a syndicated show like, let's say, uh, Ryan Seacrest on, um, you know, between like 10 and 2, 10 in the morning and 2 in the afternoon, which is his show he does. We would either pay them cash or we would trade them for advertising. So in other words, they would have so many commercials within each hour of the show they would run, which essentially would pay them for the, 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 the programming. Well, Bubba the Love Sponge, since things have gotten bad, Bubba the Love Sponge is now offering his show to radio stations across the country for free. 
So if we would want to run Bubba the Love Sponge uh, and, and uh, 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 you know, if we'd want to run it, it's free. Now, what's interesting is, you know what the name of the other radio So how is he going to make money? He says he doesn't care. He says, he, you know, here, let me read their story. It talks about the fact that he's essentially saying that, that he's got his expenses covered, that he's doing some TV, he's doing some TV show or something. Uh, uh, here, here's his quote. Many stations can't afford local talent right now with the current economic conditions and uncertainty. Uh, the Tampa-based Morning Man said in a release, quote, I know there are very tough programming decisions being made within our industry. I wish my fellow radio brothers and sisters continued strength and employment. And what he says is that uh, he has enough income and advertising brought in from his Twitch TV channel, which, quote, enables me to pay all of my network expenses from payroll to rent. That affords me the ability to offer my show to potential radio stations for free. So essentially, he's doing it like as a, quote, unquote, public service. And you have Bubba the Love Sponge. And let me tell you, Bubba the Love Sponge, if you think J.C. Corcoran was off the chain Above uh, the love sponge looks uh, makes uh, J.C. Corcoran like look like a choir boy, you know. J.C. Corcoran would be like the you know the school marm as compared to, and even Bubba the love sponge uh, at times has made Howard Stern seem mild. Um, and he's so he would not be our demographic. No, he's not. Because as you talk, I'm going. You know that really doesn't sound too bad. We could have more, you know, like a big. And then you continue to talk, and well, it's like. He's not female. He's a tool. He's not female friendly. It's it's very much. Matter of fact, the station he's so on. Clearly, he's not our demographic. No, no, he's more of a you know like something came out the other day that gave the demographics of the Howard Stern show and the Howard Stern show even on satellite is like eighty five percent men and fifteen percent women, uh, which is exactly opposite of what we try to do here. Both of our stations, KSLQ and this station right here, Westplex one zero seven one, we cater to women. At least we try to because of the fact that they're the ones with money you know we all know that you know guys we don't have any money we're always broke you know i mean you know if you're a single guy you're broke you know if you're married you know you got money but the wife controls it all and hey there's nothing wrong with that you know i mean she's the smarter of the two anyway so she makes better decisions and she's not out buying golf clubs and you know stuff like that she's buying important stuff like uh, you know interior decorating stuff like you know rugs and you know and 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 knickknacks on the walls and, and shoes. shoes and stuff like that right and band you know and and designer bandanas so when you go out in public you won't wear just one of those goofy n95 masks you'll have like you know like a fancy mask on but anyway the going back to the deal with bubba the love sponge the station he's on and i thought this was pretty funny they've rebranded the station florida man you know, because one of the running jokes is, uh, you know, wh- where does all the-, the station to Florida, man? That's what they call it. Florida, man. And, and okay. because where does all the goofy stuff happen? In Florida. Florida. Yeah. All, matter of fact, for years and years and years, if you know who Dr. Drew is, he used to do this show at night called Love Line. And it was it was carried here locally by the point for years and years and years. And they used to have this gag or this this bit they do called Germany or Florida. And they would read this bizarre, weird news story, which was true. And then you had to guess because crazy stuff happens in only two places in the world, Germany and Florida. And you had to guess whether that happened in Germany or Florida. And matter of fact, a Bud and Broadway on WIL do a segment every morning. Uh, matter of fact, they just did it not too long ago, like at eight o'clock. And I think they call it Florida Man. 
where essentially the stories are about some goofy, I mean, something that you think would be like, okay, that didn't happen, but it did, and it happened in Florida. Because for some reason, the guys, the dudes in Florida are not the smartest dudes in the world, you know? So why is that? Why are Florida men not as intelligent as the rest of the world? Because they're all called Biff. <laughs> Biff? No, they're not yes. called Biff. They're all surfer, surfer dudes. No, not in Florida. And they're all called Biff. No, that's more like a Southern California. That's more of a Southern California thing. You don't have that many people. I don't know if there's that much surfing that goes on in Florida because I think the way. Absolutely there is. In the panhandle? No, there's not. No, there's not. There's not that much. I don't think there is. Yes, there is. Oh, you know what? I have my son lives in, you talk about in the panhandle. My son lives in Pensacola. I will text him. You know? Yeah, do that. Hold on. My husband grew up in the panhandle. Hold on a minute. You want to have some fun? Hold on. Here. Yeah, I do. Here. Let me see if I can. Let's just call him. Let's call him. Let's call my son. Hold on a minute. Chances are he won't answer the phone. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me do this. Okay. Okay. Let me do this. Okay. Okay. Here's a new phone number. So I, it's not in my phone. I had to look it up. Okay. Let's see if he answers. He probably won't. Because he won't recognize this number. Two ringy dingies. Three ringy dingies. Four ringy dingies. Five ringy dingies. We're calling my son who lives in Pensacola. Shelly says that they're surfing in the panhandle. I say she's BS. Brad with the Gorman Company. Sorry, I was unable to get to the phone. Please leave a name and number. I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Thank you. At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. To leave a callback number, press 5. Hey, Brett, this is Brad to Dad, and we're on the air right now, and you didn't answer, so that's bad and that's good. But anyway, I was talking about the fact that uh, I say there's no surfing that goes on in Florida, and especially Shelly says there's surfing that goes on the panhandle, and since you live in the panhandle, we thought you might know. But anyway, I'm just calling you to see if there is surfing in Pensacola in the panhandle of Florida and the Gulf Coast. If you want to call me back, you know the number. Bye. Okay, so couldn't get a hold of him. The smartest woman in the world just texted me and says, WTF, which stands for Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, no one surfs in Florida, body surfing, but not real surfing. That's what she says. And that's, I, I, I'm, I agree with that. I don't, I've never seen anybody surf in Florida. I don't think they have the waves. I've seen them surf in Florida when I stayed at Jimmy Buffett's in Pensacola. And they were surfing out in the Gulf? Yes. Like on surfboards? Yes. Okay. And like waves would come in? Yes. See, I don't... Uh, see, I've seen the Gulf... It's usually during during turbulent times. Oh, but it's not all the time. Because 
you know, I've been down to, like when I've gone down to see him, I mean, you know, I've gone down to, you know, the Gulf of Mexico, but like the one way I go when I go into Mobile, Alabama, you're right there on the Gulf. Matter of fact, where the uh, the battleship Alabama is, I always stop and take a picture of that and the whole bit. And you're right on the Gulf. And it's like, it's like a big old monstrous lake. Doesn't seem to be. It's not like when you go to San Diego, you see the waves come in on Mission Beach. You know, I don't remember any waves there. You sure it's not well, like... Well, all I know is that I've seen people surf. <laughs> and you know what? You're right. Uh, I've seen people surfing down at Lake of the Ozarks. I mean, when the waves go through the Lake of the Ozarks. I mean, you know, do you ever see those guys that they, they surf? I mean, the really cool thing is they have the surfing shows. Oh, look, shows it's 827. Where they surf the down, and then they, they, they come to the Bagnell Dam, and then they fly over the dam, and then they do a couple flips, and they end up down on the river, and then they go through the river, and then they end up down in Arkansas. Did you ever see that show before? It's really cool. No. <laughs> what did you say it was again? <laughs> Do what? What did you say? Say, hey, look, it's what did you say? Oh, look, it's 828. Westplex 107.1. My mama doesn't trust him. Boy, that's a line. 837. Good morning. It is BS in the morning. We are the morning team here. And uh, Shelly's the one with the PhD. I'm the high school dropout. And so we just uh, sit here every morning and, uh, you know, try to do what we can about putting you in the proper mood, give you a little bit of information, maybe sometimes more information than not. Uh, Last hour, we had Chris Heifel on, who is the lead pastor at Grace River Church. I thought a very interesting interview. He was very candid with us on a number of different things. Uh, Talk about his wife, who is a uh, nurse at an emergency room here in the St. Louis area that shall remain nameless at this point, um, is confined with uh, the virus. His one daughter is, and I think he said, didn't he say his son woke up this morning not feeling his real daughter. good? His daughter. No, but he, I think he said, he said he had a son, too, that was not feeling well this morning. I know oh, his, I didn't hear that his son was sick. I, well, I know it was his daughter. I don't know if he was, she's, he's sick. I can't remember. I'll have to go back and listen to the interview. Anyway, it was very interesting. If you want to help out Chris uh, and make a donation to his church, which is interesting because he said now they're using all the money they have at the church, or at least most of the money, to help other people. They're buying people groceries and helping people out who've been laid off. And, man, that's getting more and more and more. Uh, most of the states, including Missouri, uh, the system has just melted down. It's almost impossible to get... Uh, well, I don't, you know, I, are, are, is, is this, is Jefferson city still, still shut down? Are there people in Jefferson city working? Remember, I know they closed a lot. Of I it. don't know the answer to that question. Interesting. I wonder if the smartest woman in the world knows the answer to that. I wonder if DOR and people like that, if I would jump in my car and drive to Jefferson city today, could I go in like the Truman building in the state Capitol or is it all shut down? You know, Oh, you could go in there. You sure? Positive. No. I don't know. No. I don't know if you can or not. You know, I mean, like, like, for example, like, uh, uh, I know I've gotten several things like, you know, the deal with St. Charles County. They've shut down all their buildings. Hold on. Here she Have says, uh, nope, nope, meaning she's text. Nope, meaning nope, meaning they're open or they're not open. Uh, can I go into the Truman office building or is it shut down? We'll find out. Um, yeah. St. Charles County shut their their places down. Uh, matter of yeah, fact, Jefferson County, the uh, county executive, Jefferson County has extended the uh, shelter at home, um, you know, stay at home advice, TFN. You know what TFN is? Can I say it on the air? <laughs> no, till further notice. So in other words, oh, <laughs> he's no, that's he, not what I thought it was. <laughs> he's 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 opened ended uh, the uh, essentially the warning in Jefferson County. So and what everybody is saying is going to happen today is that our governor. Mr. Parson, 
uh, is going to uh, make it mandatory that you not leave your house. Now, by the way, there was something interesting that happened. Actually, it was something interesting that didn't happen on Tuesday. Do you know about this? No. There had been speculation that a certain former governor would put his name in the hat for uh, the election. And I believe, if not mistaken... Is it Greitens? Tuesday, yes, Tuesday, the 31st, was the deadline. If you were going to a uh, get your name on the ballot in the state of Missouri for the uh, upcoming um, election, and the first one's going to be in August, and who knows if we're going to have that, which would be the state primary, uh, that there was all sorts of speculation that Greitens was going to run for governor again. And what was really interesting was, remember we talked about this, was that over the weekend or was that Monday, that he donated $70,000 worth of uh, protective gear, the PPE stuff, the masks and stuff like that to firefighters. And there were all these publicity pictures and apparently someone had hired, he had hired or someone had hired a professional photographer and they did a press event out of it where he was actually unloading a truck of these uh, masks, boxes of these masks and putting them on fire trucks. And he wouldn't take any questions uh, after this event. And that everybody thought, oh, look, he's out in the public. He's trying to do good again. He's going to run for governor. But he didn't. So, you know, I still I still feel that he got railroaded. And I know a lot of people hated him. And I get it. You know, he, he was. You think he got railroaded? Oh, I know he did. Yeah. I mean, there's all sorts of, st- there's all sorts of stuff, that whole deal that like, okay, you know, the money. Where'd that come from? You know, nobody knows. Nobody knows where that money came from. It's, you remember the whole deal, $120,000 showed up. And what bothers me about the thing is there's a guy in, in our industry who was very much involved with it, Moon. I don't know if he's still there or not over at the point. He was the one that, you know, recorded, surreptitiously recorded his ex-wife was the lady who had the affair with Greitens. And I just thought the whole thing was sort of, what's the term, hinky? You know what hinky is? Little sketch. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> hinky. And by the way, the smartest woman in the world says uh, Jefferson City is shut down. So I'll believe her. And let's see. Let's look at. Uh, let's look at my favorite source of of, of words, <laughs> of the word. Urban dictionary. Yes. <laughs> That's the only dictionary that counts in my book. Hinky. <laughs> okay. Hinky is. Kind of sketchy. Meaning that it is strange or unusual. Uh, that's one definition. Hinky, a uh, word used frequently by Abby in NCIS to mean iffy or suspect. Uh, yeah. Hinky, Sketch. a lack of experience in a certain field that is blatant and highly noticeable, accompanied by complete ignorance of the fact said person had no experience or just looks plain stupid. Uh, so those are the three definitions. So um, anyway, um, yeah, I mean, he got set up. There's no doubt about it. Now, did he do did he do the crime or whatever? You know, you know, yeah, he admitted that he had the affair with that woman. Wasn't right, you know. And and but once again, the situation is that she did not release this stuff. She essentially, you know, essentially said, "Look, I made a mistake, and I didn't tell anybody." It was, and unfortunately, she told her ex husband. And he recorded her surreptitiously, and that's how the whole thing happened. And depending upon who you believe, her ex-husband, what was it? What did I say his name was? I don't know. Goofball or something like that. He's got some name. Moon. 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 Uh, Moon. Yeah, that's it. He got the $100,000. Now, the crazy thing about this is, if you know anything about the way things are nowadays with the IRS... If you walk into a car dealership and let's say you walk into Chris Offenberg and you say, hey, 
that Mustang out there, how much is it? And they say $25,000. And you go, okay, fine. You go out to your other car and you pull out a suitcase with $25,000 in cash. They have to, they have to report that to the IRS. It's a rule that anything over $10,000 in cash has to be reported to the IRS. There's a form that, that, you know, the dealer has to fill out or anybody, like, let's say if you would go into like buy a, you know, expensive piece of furniture at a furniture store, you know, like a high end furniture store, or let's say you were going to go to like a jeweler and you're going to buy a big old monstrous ring that like had a big old whopping diamond in it. And if you walked in with like, you know, $30,000 in cash, you got to report that to the IRS. So how in the world did $120,000 change hands? And there's no paperwork on that. You know what I'm saying? How is that? How is that, you know, and the whole deal, if you know the whole story, that this money magically appeared uh, at the office of the attorney who was involved in this case. It's like, come on, you know, know, people know where that came from. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. (laughs) So, you know, I feel to a certain extent, I feel sort of sorry for him. But I think he brought some of it on himself because. As you and I talked about before the election, he was Mr. Accessible. Man, he came to our Chamber of Commerce meeting. Remember that? He yes, made he did. Talked about his book, Boots on the Ground. I still have his cell phone number, although I don't think it's his cell phone number anymore. But I used to have him on the air. I mean, I'd call him up. Hey, Eric, you want to do an interview tomorrow? Yeah, sure. And I'd always well, give. Well, I still have a picture with him. Yeah, yeah. You also, well, I, I think I was in the picture too, wasn't I? Wasn't a picture I, I you, think me, so, and, yes. and, yeah. You know, and I mean, he was. And you didn't even give him bunny ears. I was <laughs> never so proud. He was. He was Mister Accessible. Well, then he gets yeah, elected he was. governor, and he does a one eighty. And he he you know he he stiff armed the press. He cold shouldered the press. You know, he wouldn't talk to anybody. You couldn't get a statement from him. And I think that there are a lot of people going like, okay, we're going to show this guy who's boss here, and it's not him, and we're going to show teach him a lesson. You don't believe that? I I, I do kind of you know, believe that. Yeah, actually, he, he, and because because here we go from the governor Eric Wright, who we elected, who was like, you know, Mister Golden Child. Well, no, no, well, not necessarily the Golden Child, but Mister. I'm not part of the, you know, I'm I'm never been elected. I'm not part of the good old boy club to our new governor when Greiton resigned and the lieutenant governor moved up to governor, who is the epitome of the good old boy club. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like you couldn't have any more, you know, 180 degrees of separation between those two because it's just like, you know, Parsons been like this backslapping good old boy from, you know, outstate Missouri. Yeah, come on over to my farm and we'll jump on the tractor together. You know, one of those kind of guys to Eric Greitens, who is the, uh, you know, the cunning, uh, you know, Ph.D., uh, you know, Rhodes Scholar, Navy SEAL. By the way, did you know he's a Navy SEAL? I found that out recently. I never knew that. <laughs> I had heard something about that. I, I, yes. I, they never said a thing about it during the election. Do you ever remember them saying anything about Navy SEAL? Nope. I don't remember a thing. 847. Westplex 107.1. Yes, not just no, but hell no. Good morning to you. It's BS in the morning. It's 853. You know what? I feel bad about something. What do you feel bad about? Well, I feel bad Giving that... me so much crapola? Well, I feel, first off, that someone that uh, that I really enjoyed their music, at least one person, passed away, uh, unfortunately, oh, uh, due to the virus. And one of my all-time favorite songs, and I used to play it almost every uh, Friday morning on KSOQ when I do the uh, Friday morning show, have lots of fun, the Break the Format show, and we haven't played yep. it yet. So you know what? 
Here we go. Westplex 107.1, sad to play that. One of my favorite all-time songs, Stacy's Mom, uh, the lead singer in that, Adam Schlesinger, who unfortunately died earlier this week of uh, COVID-19 complications. And, you know, uh, you didn't hear too much of that group. Uh, that song came out, can you believe that's 2003? I can. Yeah, well, anyway, um, he uh, co-founded the group with Chris Collingwood, was best known for the 2003 hit Stacy's Mom, a humorous track about a young boy who has a crush on his friend's mother. song was nominated for a Grammy Award. Slushinger had success uh, before that as a songwriter. He co-wrote the title track of the 1996 Tom Hanks film That Thing You Do and received Oscar and Golden Globe nominations for his work. After success with Fountains of Wayne, Slushinger continued to branch out, earning Tony nominations for his work on the musical Cryberry, uh, Crybaby and numerous Emmy, oh, man, I can't even talk this morning, numerous Emmy nominations for other work, which included collaborations with Stephen Colbert and Sesame Street, of all crazy things. So That's like uh, a leap list. Yeah, so, you know, sad. And I try to think it shows his age. Uh, don't see it here. Fifty. Fifty-four. Uh, I can't. I don't see it. Anyway, sad, 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 sad. Well, that's going to do it for us. Uh, BS in the morning. It's uh, it's uh, Friday morning. Hold on a minute. I got to do something here. Something. It's asking me to hold on. My computer's locked up. Ask me if I want to save my changes. No, I don't, because I had to do something special with the computer there to make it play Stacy's mom. Because it was. Oh, I'm yeah. so glad you did. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, that, I am. I like that song. That's going to do it for us. Uh, keep. That's Brad and Shelley. Right. Keep taking a look at Westplex.news. That's all the latest stuff on there. Uh, mainly, it's uh, Westplex centric. Meaning St. Charles, St. Peter's, you know, the rest, O'Fallon. Uh, the news is Lentsville, updated. Walden Springs, Darden Prairie, Cottleville. That's the, that's, you know, the rest. Anyway, yeah. uh, that's the website there. And we will continue to post new stuff on there. Uh, the station, we will be back this afternoon, four to six to, uh, you know, try to put a smile on your face, say goofy stuff, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, depending upon what happens this weekend uh, with all the crazy stuff that's going on, uh, you can help me if you want. You can come over to my place and help me fix my one, my $200 car, which I'm still working on. <laughs> one of these days I'm going to get it done. Uh, if you know the story, there's a car I bought for $200 because my $500 car, the transmission went out. Well, actually, the transmission didn't go out. It's some stupid sensor that keeps putting the car into neutral, you know, and it's not too fun when you drive a thousand feet and then all of a sudden the car goes into neutral. So you don't get very far without, you know, and every time you, you have to stop and turn the engine off and restart it and then you get a thousand feet and it locks up again. Well, it doesn't lock up. It just transmission doesn't lock up. That's the problem. Anyway, that's it. Any parting words from you, Shelley? I just wanted to tell everybody it's, it's always been a slice of heaven being on the air with you in the morning. We hope you put you in the proper mood. Um, hope I didn't say anything that was not approved. Shelly. <laughs> and uh, have a great day, everybody. Have a great weekend. Remember to stay inside. Go outside on your porch if it's beautiful outside. Um, and don't forget to do Zoom calls or Facebook Messenger and, and keep in contact with people that you love. Shelly, with you, it's not necessarily the things you say. Sometimes it's the things you don't say. <laughs> I've never heard that before. More, more, more usually what I hear is it's the way you say it. Yeah, that's true, too. Okay, that's going to do it. We're done. 901.